Oh, I should have also pooped beforehand, but I did not. So we can always take a take a mid pod little break if you start turtle heading something fierce, a little prairie dogging, you know. See if we're getting six more weeks of summer. Oh, from Puxatani poop over there <laughs> from Puxatani. <laughs> Puckers Atani. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, nice, nice. That's even better. Oh, oh thank you. Goodness, I'm glad I had you here to workshop that joke out. feel just like a purple pigment. We're jumping right into the Console Crusade podcast. I'm EJ Olson. You are Nick Durheim. I'm getting this backwards. We haven't talked in like two weeks. Probably about that, yeah. Like, I feel like we missed so much, man. Sonic and and weird E3 leaks and... The Mario Maker Direct? Yes, the Mario Maker and Pokemon. We're not talking about any of that today because... It's old news, and we've got E3 to look forward to. So It's true. We'll come back around on all that stuff. We will, I promise. Listen, you're going to guide me through E3, because I'm not much for, uh, in the way of speculation, when it comes to E3. E3 is just one of those things, I let it just wash over me, like a, like a sweet, warm embrace of death herself. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> just... Let it happen. But you're going to toss me some things. I'm going to give you some hot reacts. I don't know what... I really don't know what has been in, what's been announced, what's been leaked, what's been speculated. I don't know anything. It, there's been plenty of it, but at the same time, I haven't really been focusing too much on that stuff either-ish. I don't know. It's hard for me to quantify that kind of stuff. If I had been a little bit more diligent, I would have actually gone through and made some notes about what was talked about and announced last year. So ah. we could do like a maybe we could do that for our post E three sort of wrap up. We can talk about the progress that these shows have made or these lack of shows have made in some cases. So E three in general, you know, we've got our big third parties. We got EA, Bethesda, Square Enix, and Ubisoft. And then you know the first parties got Microsoft and Nintendo. Obviously, Sony is skipping this year. That didn't stop them from dropping a Death Stranding trailer last week. That oh, was like nine God. minutes long. But hey, it's got a release date. It's coming out this year. Nobody was expecting that. Yeah, seriously. I mean, they, Kojima started that studio in like 2016 and didn't have an engine until 2017. So they he worked fast or it's a lot smaller of a game than people were expecting. This game's going to fucking suck, Nick. I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure it's going to be everything that people want from that game. Like nine weirdos are going to like it, but the game's industry at large is going to be like, well... That's Kojima for you. I foresee a pretty, I don't know how diverse of a Metacritic it'll have, but it'll probably be like mid 80s, I would guess. It'll probably sell, it won't sell like gangbusters because none of Sony's properties really sell as much as like, say, Nintendo's does, but it's, it'll probably sell like three, four million, if I had to guess. Speaking of Nintendo, before we dive into E3, okay, I need to run something past you. I need to bounce this off you, okay? I'm looking. Bounce away, baby. Do it. I'm, I'm, I'm seeking counsel. All right. And you are my shrink baby. Shrink baby. Speaking of Kojima. <laughs> uh, my little brother got me a $20 eShop card. Ooh. Okay. Nick, I've been I've been staring at this thing, looking for motivation to dig my Switch out. Like this weekend, I had a little bit of free time, and I thought, maybe I'll play my Switch. I didn't. But this this tempted me. I need I need three games. $20 gift card. What can I buy? What should I buy? Tonight, give me some options, run me through this, and if you're listening, 
either agree or disagree with Nick, send us some feedback at feedback at consecrusade.com. Hit us uh, on Twitter. I'm at ejiggle. He's at Preshtal Death. If there's any, if there's just a some little indie, some hidden gem that I'm missing that we haven't talked about, hit me up. Let me know. But what do you think, Nick? Catching me very off guard, or else I would have my switch to consult. But I feel like most of the really good sub twenty dollars games you already have, and I don't know if you've really dedicated much time to play them, or you play them and bounced off them. Like immediately, I jumped to like Hollow Knight as a fifteen dollars game with so much content and just a really rewarding gameplay experience and way it's way bigger and better than any $50 game has any right to be. And I've just been geeking out about Hall and I, I started it up again. I put about 20 hours into it before I got to a point where I was like, I was close enough to the end where I was like, okay, this is like, if I wanted to keep playing, I would go back to my old save file and go through the, the DLC content that they've added. But that's a great game. I don't think that, you were too smitten with it. I think you got to like the first boss fight. You got frustrated or something, but that's, that's totally fine. I mean, it's obviously not every game is for every person. It breaks my heart though, because I fucking love that game so goddamn much. Um, Celeste is a $20 game, I believe. And that came out early last year, ended up getting some game of the year, uh, nominations and won a bunch of game game of the year stuff. That is on my wish list. Did the original risk of rain come to switch? Yes, it did. I believe that's fifteen dollars. It, I love it, and I've played between a hundred and two hundred hours on PC. I was actually thinking about getting it on Switch though, just because on PC it's incredibly difficult to actually do multiplayer with people because it's like peer to peer, and you have to set up port forwarding and do all this like bullshit, and it never works <laughs> unless you get like a third party program. Like you have to get some thing that spoofs your ISP so that that it all works. Out. But it's annoying. So I was thinking about actually getting it for Switch. I don't know if it has all the the options that the PC version does where you can, if you're running at 1080p, you can actually make it pixel perfect so that you're zoomed out super far, which you don't really need to do if you're sort of in the early stages. But once you get further along and everything's just popping off like crazy, then it makes it nice to be able to see where your enemies are from further away. Okay. I got to say, just as an aside, I came over to your place last week and you were playing Risk of Rain 2 and I was shocked that it's a completely different style of game uh, in a lot of ways and but that's what got me thinking about it yeah that game's an early access but that's a that's also a really good game i feel like it'll probably be coming to consoles when it actually launches i believe it's slated to come out next year but they've been doing some patches and rolling out some new characters i think their first like big content drop is either this month or next month which is cool i've I've played some games in early access, like I played uh, Dead Cells in early access, and it was kind of cool to see it evolve from where they initially, you know, quote unquote, launched it to the version 1.0, where it was, they deemed it playable and finished. God damn, what a game. Yeah, and even games like that, that got a lot of patches afterwards, and I think it just had a new DLC drop maybe a month ago, which I haven't gone back to play it, because Dead Cells I liked, but I didn't really... It didn't really grip me as hard as it gripped you. I don't know why it got me, dude, by the freaking balls, and I, I couldn't stop playing. Yeah, the roguelite like kind of loop is really satisfying if the the gameplay holds it up. So stuff like Rogue Legacy is really awesome, but there's a lot of those that are, I just I can't get into. I know you got into Binding of Isaac, but I I just can't get into the twin stick shooter kind of vibe. All those games that I mentioned, I believe, are sub twenty on Switch, but you own almost all of them. Is Hyperlate Drifter on the Switch yet? Yes, I think that's twenty five. Mm, well, I might have a uh, some leftover 
you know, cash from a prior gift card sitting mm-hmm. in the old eShop account. So I might look at that. I know there's some games that I have a ton of games on, on my wish list, but last time I had a ton of games on my wish list, I bought a bunch for Christmas and I just haven't touched any of them. I mean, I literally can't believe it's fucking June. It's been six months. The year's half over. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude, time flew fast. It's, uh, it's if crazy. you want something to, I don't know if this would really grip you. It scratched a, a good itch for me, but a game called Gato Roboto came out last week which was shown at a, a Nindy's showcase. I don't know when, maybe earlier this year, or like late last year, but I've been keeping my eye on it for a little bit. But it's it's only black and white pixels, so sort of looks like Downwell or, um, what was the other one, Minute? But you are playing as a cat in a mech suit. And it's just a short little Metroidvania. Like I got to the final boss in about three hours, and it's like eight bucks. So it was just a really cool, like awesome like soundtrack and everything too. Really like fun. Not too difficult. Some of the bosses were a little bit challenging, but once you kind of figured out the loop, then you can get through it pretty simply. Gotcha. I will keep that in mind. There's also uh, Steam World Quest came out pretty recently. That's like a side-scrolling RPG with like card-based kind of combat, but not like too in-depth. Not like it's not like you're playing Hearthstone to do your battles or anything. It's just more like instead of having a list of spells that you choose from, you draw from a deck of cards for each character, and they've got. Interesting little combos between them, but it's from the Steam World guys, and all their games have been really fa- like fantastic. Yeah, so that might be something worth checking out. Maybe watch a YouTube video, see if that's something that would interest you. Maybe I'll save it because Nintendo is inevitably going to drop something at E3 that will be available right after the direct. You know, yeah, pretty likely there's going to be a shadow drop for some indie title that people have been looking forward to. So maybe I'll save. Maybe I'll save it for a week, Nick. Maybe that's the play. That is the play, honestly, and also there'll be. There'll be E3 sales and stuff too. I know like last week there was a Devolver digital sale. So like a lot of those kind of premier pixel art indie games that are way too violent for their own good, like Ape Out was on sale. Well, booyah. Booyah. I'll hold on to it. We'll see what happens. And we'll yeah, update dude. y'all next week. <laughs> see what EJ buys and doesn't play. I say one thing. Let's just briefly touch on. I just want to give credit where credit is due before we dive into E3. Last week, Sunday... We all got together, the entire group chat, including Chris. We had the whole freaking group together. We played some Smash Bros. We played some Jackbox Party Pack. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was a hoot. It was a fun couple of hours. And so, Chris, you're not listening. Fuck you. But I, it was great to see you. We had a great time. <laughs> I want to do it again before you leave. And Lindsay was there. Had a, uh, I feel so bad, man. She had to endure a lot of, a lot of drunken nonsense from us heathens it was super funny especially that uh that i remember that game was called the monster dating one that was pretty yeah, funny that was i don't care what it was called but there was some interesting conversations happening yeah it's basically sexting your bros simulator 2019 the weirder ones i got i was like i don't know if i'd be more or less uncomfortable if it had come from your girlfriend <laughs> like i'm like okay if leaf sent this this is fucking weird so i hope it's not one of the dudes but if this is my my boy's girl, that's also fucking weird. Like she's got a mouth on her. <laughs> she's down to play. It's all about tricking people, and yeah. that is like a game for that. So very fun, very entertaining little 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 game. Surprising because a lot of those games that just aren't like your general, you know, Fibbage or Quiplash or Drawful, it seems like it's very very hit or miss. And like more often than not, it's a it's a miss. Right. 
the staples are are staples for a reason, but there's a lot of chaff you got to wade through. Yes, definitely. So, all right, kick me in the face with this E3. I don't have a document. I have no idea what you're going to say to me. We're just we're just going in. You're going to throw it at me, and I'm going to probably be really boring. There'll be one yeah. thing that pisses me off. We'll see. Sure, you'll, you'll bring up Game of Thrones halfway through, and I'll have an aneurysm. Well, I I, I absolutely might. That is a perfect, <laughs> you know, possibility. Well, you know me, I like to go through and break things down by chronological order because it helps me keep things in order. So EA is starting off. It's not really part of E3, but they're doing their EA Play. Instead of doing, you know, their weird, boring conference that they usually do, they're doing a day of streams, and it's all scheduled out. And they're starting, I believe, at 9.30 with Star Wars. Starting with Star Wars, which is weird, and then doing, like, you know, their sports titles and Battlefield and The Sims like nothing new besides Star Wars this year, pretty much. And I wanted to ask you, what do you hope to see from Jedi Fallen Order? And what do you expect to see from Jedi Fallen Order? As you may know, this is Respawn, the fine purveyors of games such as Titanfall, Titanfall 2, and Apex yep. Legends, yep. X Infinity Ward folks. I believe it's their first like actual foray into a third person like action game. They're more well known for first person shooters, but Titanfall 2. You loved that single-player yes. campaign. Adored it. Adored it. And we know that this game doesn't have multiplayer at all. It is purely just a single-player campaign where you're a dude who survived Order 66, you were a Padawan, and now you're on the run. You're, out, you're hiding. couple of things I want to see from it. I am very worried this is going to be like a seven-hour rush through the campaign. It's going to be like they're going to borrow some elements from like the... Force Unleashed games, and it's just going to be sort of a hodgepodge, and it's going to be short and just sort of, well, the sequel might be good kind of game, which is a, I hope doesn't happen, but it's kind of what I expect, but I really want to see, I mean, I, I do want to see, I want to see the Force Unleashed combat, but 2019, because the combat was really good in those games. Was that the one where you could actually, like, you could actually cut off limbs and stuff? You know, I don't remember if, if was it Was that got, like a mod? I don't remember if there was a, I, I, I remember there was a Star Wars game where you played as a Jedi and you had a, you had a lightsaber and you cut off people's arms and stuff. Cut I off their do. head. But that might have been, that was probably a mod, you know? Yeah, that's probably, that didn't sound, uh, that sounds a little too M for the, for Force Unleashed, but. Do you think this is going to be a T game? Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be higher than that, but it's definitely going to be, I mean, you have a fucking laser sword cutting people up. Yeah, they have to. Just the yeah, violence like, alone, Stormtroopers. Could it be an M rated game? That I think that'd Disney be really would cool. Allow that. But that'd be really cool. Why would a company do that? Like you have to really be in your niche to 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 do that. I feel like in this day and age, M-rated games don't really matter. I don't think the little the little letter in the bottom right corner of the box denotes whether a kid is getting that game. And I feel like a game that does that and it's more of the the violence. It doesn't have to be like God of War violence, but like if you have like an implied head cut off, is that an M? Is that a T? I was just thinking about this the other day. From Endgame, there's a lot of like asses and shits thrown out and I was that movie a PG 13 did everyone just bring their kids to it like completely regardless of the rating that's something that I've really considered since I was you know younger than a rating deemed allowed to play a game and there was some pretty like hardcore violence like considering Titanfall rated M has to be it's got guns and shooting no Halo's rated M there's not really like too much visceral violence I mean the aliens bleed okay well fuck me then Maybe it doesn't matter. I, you know, from a story perspective, I am hoping for for something, you know, it's kind of a cliche to say, but I want the last of his treatment. I really want something 
cinematic and I, I don't want 20 minute cutscenes, but I want something cinematic and engaging and I want characters that you're going to remember when you finish that story, you know? Yeah. I don't want it to be just another generic romp through. You know, we've had a million Star Wars games like that. You don't I, want Rogue One? You got me there because I loved Rogue, Rogue One, so maybe I don't know what the fuck I want. Yeah, I mean, I can't name you three characters from Rogue One. <laughs> uh, Jin Erso. Who's that? Uh, the is lead. That, uh, is, that a, is that an alcohol? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can name one person. <laughs> there you, you got go. me. You got me. I just saw that Forrest Whitaker was there and Donnie Yen and... Uh, Alan Tudyk was the robot. <laughs> Alan Tudyk was... Oh, I don't remember that guy's name either. Okay, fuck me. You got me. What I really want out of this game, besides, like, the standards, I want really cool force powers. Like, you want to feel like a Jedi at the end of the day. You want to feel like you are this OP dude with fucking superpowers and a laser sword, because you are. But the thing that... If they can get that right, and they have a lot of background, right? They've got a lot to draw on. They should be able to get that right. But what... I think could really, really be awesome is taking what they did in Titanfall with the mechs and translate that to some of the giant machines in Star Wars, from the AT-ATs to the ATSTs to some of the land-based like ships. Mm-hmm. I think there's a really there's a lot of room to like make, really hang your hat on that and say, all right, we're gonna do something that's just so visceral and the energy and, and you really feel like not just like a top-down like boring, slow playing like playing Battlefront, you know, just like. The vehicle combat is so fucking lukewarm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder about that. I, I honestly do not think that there's going to be any playable parts where you're not just a dude running around. I think a lot of what you're going to be doing is going to be upgrading your characters so that you're doing like cool wall runs and shit. Because obviously, you know, talk about Titanfall devs. But yeah, I don't, I don't see a, a. What's the point of being a Jedi if you're walking around in a in a mech? And what mech in Star Wars is like quick? And I don't think like space, like you're not going to be moving around. You're not going to be like piloting a spaceship or anything. That's all going to be like you hop into a spaceship to open up a menu to go to, to a different planet if there is any interplanetary travel. And also, how is that going to be set up? Is it just going to be the story leads you from one planet to another? Or is there going to be like backtracking? Is there going to be sort of exploration elements to it? How, how much between Uncharted and God of War is this? So I would really like it to be God of War where... You have like a linear story, but you've got a lot of like cool like places to poke around in and upgrade trees to develop and sort of grow your character the way you want it to and sort of end up in the same final place because, you know, that's how the skill trees work. But like I want to feel like I'm more powerful at the end of the game than when I'm at the beginning of the game. Absolutely. God of War was interesting because it was very linear, but it gave you a lot of leeway. To, to poke around, but it wasn't, it, was it wasn't Horizon Zero Dawn, you know? Yeah, that's a good, I think that's a good comp. Um, where it's something like Horizon's a true open world. You can go fucking anywhere. There's a ton to do. Yeah, I swear to God, if this Star Wars game has crafting, I'm going to lose my mind and not want it. Horizon did crafting really well. It wasn't too cumbersome. You didn't feel like, oh, if I don't craft, I'm screwed. And if you do the bare minimum, it's just a couple of hot keys. And, it, you know, it's, it's still incentivized collecting things and it made it feel worth it but it didn't it wasn't like zelda it wasn't this obtuse thing we were like why do i even have to do this this is fucking stupid i shouldn't have to do this some of the crafting in zelda was bad but some of it was good because it made you interact with the world in an interesting way like the way you actually held your food before you dropped it into a pot like i got kind of old after a while but that was like so endearing at at the beginning 
I would I would rather streamline something than have a moment of of like you said. It, well, that was endearing. That was fun. But that's such an extremely Japanese sort of ethos that I do not believe that's going to be. <laughs> you're not going to be sure. You know, shooting womp rats and fucking Star Wars Fallen. You're gonna be milking Fallen fucking weird walruses for their blue teat milk or their green teat milk. That'd be super tight. Yeah, I, I just. I would. This would be so cool if Respawn pulls a Horizon Zero Dawn, and I, I don't think that's possible given the timeline and what we've seen. But kind of what what? Uh, oh my God, the name is on the tip of my tongue. The studio that did uh, Horizon and, and the the Gorilla, yeah, Gorilla, and they did the um. I was not the fucking Kill Switch games. Why? What am I thinking? Kill Switch engaged, dude. Killzone. Um, <laughs> you know, they did a complete one eighty, and they made something like legitimately awesome. Maybe this could be it. Maybe this is just, they're going to come out and blow us away and this is going to be, you know, my most anticipated game. Or even if they can do like, like I love the Spider-Man game, but that game was only just fine. You know, it wasn't, it was just fine. And and the way it did, it did well. Like if they can just do that with Star Wars, that'll be a runaway success, you know? Right. So that's what I want from Star Wars. I have pretty similar, well, I don't know. My expectations are pretty metered. Because we haven't seen any of it. I expect to see gameplay. I expect to see another little story trailer. Maybe some cool reveal will be saved for the Microsoft press conference a couple days later. But I don't know. I don't have like crazy expectations because we haven't seen enough for me to have any expectations. But I do have one hope. We might even call it a new hope. No. No. (laughs) No, that was just a dumb joke. I just want a cool, super cool little like reveal at the end of the trailer would be, you know, you got your main character, whatever his name is, dude from Gotham, walking up and he he gets like a some droid shows up and he gets a hologram projection and it's Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan <laughs> to be your to be your sort of guiding force to like teach you these Jedi Jedi abilities and that's how you upgrade your character throughout the game. That would be really cool. That would be super fucking cool. Uh, oh, Nick. People would lose their minds. People oh. have been asking for Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan for years. See, I we're, I feel like we're going to get the cliche, like, Darth Vader reveal. It's like, all right, I've seen this before. You know? Like, I feel like that's what we're going to get. It's going to be some tropey as far as this sort of thing goes. But Ewan McGregor, you give me all uh, bro we want, I'll be pretty happy. <laughs> I'll be pretty happy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's just the one thing that I've like thought about, and I'm just like, man, that would be awesome. Okay, moving on from uh, Star Wars, I just wanted to have a quick mention that Anthem is not going to be at EA's list of games that are being streamed. Good. What a disaster. Yeah, it was a bit of a disaster. It's interesting. They're doing like a, a stream on their own, like a de- developer stream. It seems like they're in retaining mode as opposed to expansion mode which I think is smart for a game like that. But yeah, don't expect to see any uh, Iron Man flying around on Saturday. Save that for another day. All right, next up we have Microsoft on Sunday. I just wanted to point out a tweet that Phil Spencer, head of uh, Xbox Studios, just like, is like Microsoft gaming in general. Like he's high up. He said, we have 14 Xbox Game Studios games in the show this year more first-party games than we've ever had in a show. Wow. 14. And he says that their Xbox Game Studios games, that's not necessarily their publishing because, as you know, they purchased a lot of studios and some of them have prior arrangements with other publishers. Like Obsidian has shown Outer Worlds, which was that 
Fallout in Space game, pretty much. That was shown at last year's Game Awards. So that'll probably be there. We've also, we also know that In Exile is working on Wasteland 3, which is if you're one of those nerds, you're super into that. We also know 343 is doing Halo Infinite. Coalition's working on Gears 5. And that weird Gears pop game, maybe. Uh, Mo Yang uh, will always show more Minecraft. They just announced that Minecraft Worlds game that's like an AR sort of Pokemon Go-esque mobile experience where you actually build stuff on your phone then you can go and place it on buildings and stuff in the in the outside times and then uh past that we don't know what their other studios are really doing except for maybe rare rare's working on battle toes that just they showed that little teaser last year um and then yeah compulsion which they bought last year they did the we happy few which looked way cooler than it actually was uh ninja theory hasn't put out a game in two years so they might be primed and ready to go with a new project uh the initiative was that why do they name these studios so fucking dumb the coalition <laughs> the initiative <laughs> I, i've commented on that before but it's so bad yeah they just made that studio last year so they're not going to show anything turn 10 just put out forza last year and then playground games which have been working on the horse uh forza horizon series which is like their more arcadey kind of spinoff racing game is rumored to be working on the next fable it's been a long time since there's been a fable. Gotcha. Fable, man, that that franchise tried and tried and failed and failed to try and Yeah, God, what was that guy's name? We've joked about him before. Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux. <laughs> Over promise, under deliver, Peter yeah. Molyneux. And it's weird. He had that weird mobile game where it was like bunches of people had to sign in to like unlock a cube to get the secret to life. Ah, he's such a weird guy. Total like artiste. Motherfucker, you know? An auteur. A wannabe auteur. I mean, that's a bit dismissive. Every auteur is a wannabe auteur. That's a bit dismissive. Fuck those guys. Whatever. You're an artist. You work with them. <laughs> I suck, though, and I know it. Like, I'm not trying to be... I'm just trying to make a, my nut, dude. Gotta fake it till you make it. So, what does this uh, do for you? The first party lineup. How does it, it feel to you? I know it doesn't necessarily have to speak to you in all these ways, but how do you feel about it in general? The diversity of it? Is it compelling? to any number of people is it enough we've talked about for years that you know xbox doesn't have the first party lineup that sony and nintendo have but they're trying they're working toward that and i think that is really commendable it's funny because we we have talked about this and i always shit on them for saying you know i say who gives a fuck all their games are available on a pc why would you want to buy an xbox when you can buy a fucking playstation the, the value proposition is you're already in their ecosystem. That's what I'm saying is I don't need a fucking Xbox. You know, I, I feel like they should focus on on consoles and, and make good console games and make that their, you know. But but again, Microsoft is such a broad. They do so much. But yeah, I you know, it's funny. We, we see you're saying, oh, they're trying. They're trying. They just canceled a, gi- a giant fucking game last year. Scalebound got thrown down the shitter. It was like, I know you've said, oh, what's his face? Phil Spencer's come in. He's trying to make strides and they fucking cancel like the one big exclusive that's not Halo or or uh, Gears of War, which is like, do I f- does anyone give a fuck about either of those games in the current year? No. It's going to sell a couple of units to the couple of douchebags who didn't switch from Xbox One because they're just fucking knuckle draggers who are like, oh, Xbox for life. You know, it's those kind of guys. Come on, let's be honest. And so I just, listen, I hope just for the sake of the other two console manufacturers that they can come in and and, and step up the competition because that'll force Sony, who has shown that they can and will rest on their laurels a little bit. This will hopefully force them to have to stick 
you know, stick to their guns and really push forward and not have the drop off that we see with every freaking company going into a new generation. Every company, you know, Xbox 360 completely fails the Xbox One because they got cocky. PS2, biggest console ever, completely failed the PS3. Although they they made it made it up and brought parity between the two systems. Um, Nintendo with the Wii. It's like the hubris of these manufacturers gets in their own fucking way and they're their own worst enemies. So I hope for the industry's sake, they are making those strides. Good for them. Am I moved by any of this shit? Hell no. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I understand what you're saying with uh, Xbox needing to have more compelling hardware, but I feel like a lot of their sales points have been very similar in every generation versus the PS3. They really caught Sony off guard with how hard they went into like online services with the 360. And that was their huge boon because that was the perfect time and the perfect place for that. And they got a year head start. It was really just a culmination of efforts to make the 360 such a compelling piece of hardware. But, and obviously Xbox one had huge problems at the start with just poor marketing and really, they really just dropped the ball super hard at that E3 and it was just a laughing stock. And that made it really hard for people to actually want to get it. I don't think they're going to have that problem with their next piece of hardware and it more will just uh, depend on price point, I guess, because they're both going to be backwards compatible. That's going to be a huge benefit, honestly, for PS4 into PS5 is because people are going to be like, well, I already have all these PS4 games. Why would I want to ditch my library to go to, you know, Xbox two, but I don't know, as long as they're both like the same price and they, th- then that just leads it to the games. And people being like, yo, I want to play Last of Us 2 because I love Last of Us 1. And that sold like gangbusters. And Xbox has a long and slow climb to get to the point where they have compelling first parties that aren't just, you know, franchises. Because obviously franchises are super easy to iterate upon. Look at Nintendo. But Sony's getting to that point where they can just lean on their franchises and rest on their laurels, like you said. But they're still invigorating with new IP like Horizon. Like you're obviously going to see a Horizon 2. And... But is Xbox going to be able to show something that is like, wow, that's like the horizon for Microsoft. And maybe we'll see that at E3. That could that could definitely, that's a possibility. It's funny that you brought up like, you know, why the 360 did as well as it did. And it was, it was the right time and place for the that online ecosystem to, you know, flourish. And Microsoft never really figured out that, because it was never about the games for them. They had such a, a, a limited number of exclusive games. It really was just the ecosystem, and that made the multiplat games way more compelling. And so, and they just never kind of figured that out, though. Once Sony was like, oh, we've got to figure our, our own ecosystem out, and there was parity there, it just... And not to mention just the, the the hardware differences between the PS3 and the 360 were so much different than the PS4 and Xbox One. Sure, the base PS4 is a little bit stronger than the, the Xbox One S, Sure, the Xbox One X is a little bit more stronger than the PS4 Pro, but it's still, you know, x86. Whereas before, you're working with PowerPC versus Cell, which is like a weird bastard child between Intel and Microsoft and like IBM. It was weird, weird bullshit. But now that these consoles are more just like high-end PCs or, you know, mid mid to high-end PCs, I feel like the, the third-party support is just sort of like a given. If you're going to see a exclusive, it's because they signed a deal with one of the, the platforms. And I don't know. I know that Sony still is paying Activision for Call of Duty. For like They get their DLCs and like their map packs and stuff a week early. But what does that mean now that Call of Duty is supposed to be cross-play between PS4, uh, PC, and Xbox? Like this year's Call of Duty. So 
that wall is being torn down. And I feel like that means the marketing deals that these companies have are deteriorating to the point where they, they're not seeing returns on those investments. So what does that mean for next gen? I have no clue. I don't have a goddamn clue. Let's move on from first party to third parties because Microsoft is the de facto third party showing at E3 this year. Because obviously the only other platform holder there is Nintendo. So the third parties we see on that will be quirky and unique, but Microsoft will be showing the big guns. Do you think there's going to be anything cool and exciting shown third party wise from Microsoft? Are you looking forward to anything? We're probably going to see Cyberpunk again. <sighs> yeah. Do you, which... think, do you think we're going to see that rumored from software game that is being... Uh, worked in collaboration with one <laughs> George, George R. 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 Martin. No, no. <laughs> listen, no. I maybe we'll see it. You, you get the leaks right before E three. It's like uh, it's maybe mentioned. You get a you know. Well, we already got the weird name, the weird from software, like with the is it the sword? Was that what it was? Just the weird. It faded up and it faded back to black. About the thing for Sekiro, like two years ago. Well, that was for Sekiro. Okay. Yeah, the Shadows Die Twice teaser. Yeah, that was uh, that was for Sekiro. Uh, FromSoft, though, I do think it's time for them to show a new game because they did just put out Sekiro. We don't know what else they're working on. We've heard... I don't know. I think they're a two-team studio, at least. They were working on Bloodborne at the same time they were working on Dark Souls 3. Bloodborne was 2015. Dark Souls 3 was 2016. Now Sekiro was 2019. And... They just did DLC for Dark Souls up until 2017, and they were just like quiet for two years, and then they put a game out. So I think they could pretty quickly show a new game that could potentially even come out this year or early 2020. This year, uh, it's next year, man. There's this year. I mean, you think that it's not. You feasible. know, the Bloodborne team stopped. They finished working on that game. They had like a, a team working on or like a a crew doing DLC stuff up until 2016, but that was three years for Sekiro. What was the what was the Dark Souls 3 team doing in that time, you know? Okay. So maybe that, okay, maybe it is feasible. And they've made a reputation of putting out a really high quality product that sells a, a stable amount. So I, I think it would make sense for them to put out a new game. They, they have no trouble finding a publisher to give them money to work on a project, especially if it's as rumored Bandai Namco because they've done the whole Dark Souls trilogy through them. I mean, you're hoping for that from software game. I know that. Dude, FromSoft fucking rules, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, also, dude. I just can't think of like what else is interesting, which is a cool place to be because it means I'm more easily surprised. But at the same time, I don't have anything really like I'm looking forward to and I'm hyped about from like third parties in general this year. Maybe the most I would say is uh, Star Wars, which like I said, we might see more Star Wars at uh, Microsoft because we did. We got that from Anthem also. Microsoft also is potentially going to show or talk about, more likely talk about, uh, new hardware. Yay. Because <laughs> we got Scorpio talked about a year before they put out the, the One X. It was the most powerful console ever, the vapor chamber and the 4K. Oh, God. And now that we've uh, actually seen that video from the Wall Street Journal about the PS5 and how fast it loads stuff and its crazy SSD technology. I feel like it's it's time for Microsoft to be like, yo, bitch, we got this too. Not that it's going to be any more compelling. It's hardware, I think, is not that interesting, but it does set the stage for what you imagine third parties are working on in the future. 
and the the loading speeds and that kind of thing. Think about playing God of War and trying to wrestle with the fast travel system in that game and how slow it took. Ugh. And obviously, you know, good gaming PCs have had access to what the M.2, is that what that's called? Super, super fast, fast flash storage, yeah. Super fast flash, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But just load times in general, having the faster load times, it just means bigger worlds, uh, less insane tricks and ways to get around how badly some of these older consoles, you know, the PS4 and the Xbox One are getting pretty old. Yeah. Are loading these large environments. No, like you can't walk into a goddamn single building in Spider-Man. Fucking bullshit. That's absurd. Right now. Do you think Microsoft's going to buy any new studios? I mean, didn't they just announce like two or three acquisitions not that long ago? I believe their last uh, announced acquisitions were in December. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I think that's when they got uh, Obsidian in, in Exile. Both those studios being known for their like old school RPG roots and like uh, Baldur's Gate kind of kind of vibes they, they can't come out to e3 and try to get people hyped up on the fact that they've acquired more studios like we get it you're trying now show us the goods show us the fucking goods though it's you can't do it again i just said they're showing 14 xbox studios games good good show us those goods i don't want to hear about more studios i don't care i think they can do both i think if they say hey we've got 14 games and also we bought these two new studios and that means like next year we're also going to be showing more games like i think you can keep that ball rolling if Microsoft is still in the spending mood. Yeah, fair. Also, everyone's favorite thing that they're probably going to show is uh, something to do with xCloud, their streaming service. Way the future. What with the Netflix, and the data caps, and the, 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 the any any you know device playing the Xbox games. What does that mean? Is that you're buying a you're buying a access to these thirty games? Are you buying access to Every game that you own through Xbox Live, does it work? Do it work good? Right. I don't know. It's interesting. How are they monetizing it? That's probably the more interesting thing for me is like, how much are they charging for this? And are people actually going to use it? Is this going to affect the way people developing games are going to try and sell their games to people? And how does that affect me as a consumer who doesn't necessarily want to buy into this method of playing games because it's not going to be like a replacement it's not like the sky is falling people are still selling games for $60 maybe $70 $80 next generation but how is it going to affect the way people make these games because obviously we saw a huge like detriment to how games were monetized based on the mobile market and all these bullshit mobile tactics being thrown into our $60 games and nobody likes that but there's just enough people that are gullible enough to throw away their money that it is beneficial for studios to put that in there. It'll be interesting to see how that stacks up against, you know, we're going to see Google Stadia Arcadia at E3. I just saw a little announcement about that. Yeah, they're doing a little a little mini direct, basically. Right. Uh, it's supposed to be on Thursday. So I don't know what they have to show for it. They showed some like weird demos at their initial announcement at GDC, but like that's GDC, so it makes sense that they want to be talking to developers, but this seems like their way to talk to consumers and, how do they sell that and make it interesting? Give us prices, all that kind of crap. Yeah. Dope. What's next, dude? Bethesda. But I can't think of a single thing that's interesting from them this year. Elder Scrolls 6 is too far out. Well, that's not even till after they put out Starfield, which yeah. is also super far out. Yeah. The games I know that are coming out this year from them is Doom Eternal and Wolfenstein Youngblood, which Youngblood I might try and play with Andrew. It seems like a fun little co-op thing that could be interesting. 
Doom Eternal also seems nice. I don't know what platform I'd want to play that on. Probably my PC. But I'm not a mouse and keyboard, so it's like, what the what's the point? That looks fun. That looks awesome. But for some reason, I couldn't really play more than like an hour of Doom before just like my eyes glazing over and just getting bored. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's overload. It's like, there's so much going on and like, I just, it never got the the hooks into me. And it becomes the same thing. It's so repetitive. It's just, all right, big scary thing. Cool kill shot. Repetitive. Tell me about your favorite game and I'll say it's so repetitive and I'll talk about the same thing you just said. You know, so that's like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be a pedant about it, yeah, they're all repetitive. But it's just like, if it's repetitive and it's not engaging, then, it, you know, it's you fail. It's boring. It's, if it, you know, it's like you're a Dynasty Warriors game, you know. Who, yeah, or who cares? Risk of Rain, after, you could say, is repetitive. I think it's pretty repetitive, but it's I mean, just so, it's not even engaging. It's just fun. If you zoom out, okay, it's repetitive. All you're doing is you're getting weapons and killing enemies. Like, okay, but... Do the enemies all look the same? Are your powers all identical? Are these kill shots the same? Are, are the maps all look the same? Yeah, it's a big red fucking lava. You're in hell. I wouldn't even say that the enemies look the same or even the way you engage them. It's just that I didn't get engaged by it. I don't want. I don't need to talk shit about the game just because I didn't like it. You know? I also was not engaged by it because I thought it was boring and repetitive, though I see the value for people who want to just fuck shit up. Also, that soundtrack and that cool live performance they did at the Game Awards. Yeah, that shit hyped me up, seeing that, that guy sick. with Periphery's drummer being a goober up there. Yeah, <laughs> just goobing it up with his little... He's like, I've never had this few toms. <laughs> Sorry, that got me. Um, next up, we got Devolver Digital and their weird little thing. They're, they're bad jokes throwing out there. Whatever. Um, PC Gaming also has a show the next morning, which I'm not going to watch, but I'll make sure and check the the highlights afterwards to see if anything cool was announced. Then, oh fuck, I think I forgot one actually. Yeah, I forgot one. Ubisoft has a conference. And I actually really like watching Ubisoft's conferences. They're okay. so classic to me. They give me old school-ish E3 vibes without all the the boring like slideshows of like you know pie charts and stuff it's just really just a bunch of French people earnestly stoked about their games talking about their games for like little bespoke five or ten minute segments and then getting shuffled off and going on to the next one like I'm really I'm I'm super into that we'll start off with just dance you know have a cool little dance routine I'm like whatever I don't want this game but this is like kind of (laughs) like a fun concert that you're watching on TV it's like watching uh, America's got talent, you know, it's like, I don't give a shit, but it's fun. <laughs> I appreciate the positivity because I see it. I'm like, all right, get to the fucking, I want the wow factor. You know, what's going to get me off my seat. You're such a jilted old man. Yeah. You gotta just <laughs> gotta have some fun, fun, dude. Lighten up, smoke a doobie and just watch a doobie. Conference. <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> Light so up a, a fat, a fat J dude. And just enjoy some Frenchmen talk about what they're stoked about. You know, just freaking chuff one of them darts one of them silly darts and just have yourself a jazz cigarette a jazz cigarette <laughs> that's funny i like it i don't know what, what could ubisoft bring though that like are we gonna get like the next assassin's creed announced like well no there's gonna be watchdogs it'll oh, be in fuck. london um some some info some info leaked today about something about playing as any npc in the game or something i don't know it's not an npc if if you're playing as the npc it's well they'll probably make some like funny joke about that's like 
they'll take NPC and like scribble up the M. Right. <laughs> All playable characters. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, no, no Assassin's Creed this year. That's supposed to be uh, next year. Uh, they have that new Ghost Recon game. That's like a, a sequel to Wildlands kind of, but like, uh, whatever. It's never really spoken to me. We could potentially get a Splinter Cell teaser, maybe? Which I guess people would be excited about, but at the same time, I don't really care. I, I played a demo on the GameCube, and that's like my <laughs> only experience with Splinter Cell. But people I played a demo 20 years ago. <laughs> hey man, it was only like 17 years ago. Alright, get your facts straight. Dude, we're Bucko. old. We're old. You're old. I'm young. I'm older than you, but I'm also young. You had a better hairline than me. There was also a another leaked game from Ubisoft because, of course, there is. That's like a weird multiplayer roller derby sp- sports ball game. Sports bat ball. Sports bat ball. So we'll probably see that. That'll be probably on Switch because it looks cartoony. It looks like, you know, every other Fortnite game there is. You know, the yeah. indie games that they all look like Fortnite. Very funny. Dauntless looks like Fortnite. So dumb. But for I don't know... They already said that they're not doing that weird boat game this year. Like, thank God. If when I first saw that, I was like, man, this is not a good idea. You're doing Ugh. a purely multiplayer where you're just a boat. No, that's not going to work. Sorry, buds. Make it like every other open world game that you make and we'll talk. Yeah. But there's a possibility that we'll get some weird sort of Nintendo partnership where they're working with Nintendo's IP to do something interesting and unique, which I'd be fine with. I've, I've thought that their previous sort of relationship with Nintendo has yielded some good results. I really liked Mario plus rabbits. I don't know if you, I know you played it and then you played it again and you got fairly, did you get further in that game? I don't remember how far I got, but it was interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting little, you know, Babby's first, uh, turn-based strategy game. You know? Yeah. Really unexpected. Yeah. And then Starlink, I bought and haven't played yet, but being able to play a Star Fox is cool. And like probably the only reason that game is interesting you know, I have to say, going back to the Mario Rabbids thing, I love the idea, like just the, the the philosophy behind designing these games is you can have Mario, but he can't jump. He has to do something different. Like sell us on why, like what can you do with our properties that we couldn't just do or wouldn't just do, you know, it's, and, right. and, and it's giving us something new and unique and exciting. And so just that, that design philosophy, it's like, I'm all for that partnership if they can if they can take another IP and do something interesting like that. Right. And that's sort of been Nintendo's philosophy with all of their little spin-off games that they've let other studios work on. Like you look at Intelligent Systems making Paper Mario, you look at Square Enix making Mario RPG. I mean, those games you can jump in, but they're not that's not the gameplay focus. Right. And I feel like if anything, they learn from Square Enix to be like, man, isometric jumping is a nightmare and nobody likes that part of the game. But they made it interesting in making it do that first strike into combat in Paper Mario. And that's been like some one of the things that I really love about that series, separating it from other RPGs. Yeah. So I wonder what is next from that that friendship. If Nintendo's like, hey, take F Zero and do something interesting with it. That'd be awesome because nobody <laughs> everyone says they want an F Zero racing game, but like, I don't want that. There are millions of indie games that can scratch that itch. And they don't sell well, so it's not like putting a F-Zero title is going to make it magically sell well. Captain Falcon is a meme and a character because of Smash Bros, and they have not they've not made money. They haven't capitalized on that, and they really ought to. People who are clamoring for it don't, not that they don't realize, but they, they just, they don't understand, like, 
Captain Falcon is a meme and F-Zero games weren't really A, good and B, popular and that he is just a character because of Smash Bros, but it's sort of the, you know, it's tricked people into saying, saying they want this game. Because look at like, what was the game that launched with Switch? The racing game was literally just a F-Zero. Yeah, that was Fast RMX. Fast RMX. And that was, that was, that had come out on uh, Wii U prior, hadn't it? Yeah, like it was an upgraded version from the sure. the fast racing game on Wii U, and there was also one on Wii. Oh, really? Yeah, and that developer made uh, Iridian back on the Game Dude, Boy Advance. I gotta say, I told was telling you earlier, but I'm finally cataloging all the things in my garage, which I had started a while ago, but I finally got through like the bulk um, of just the games. I still have all the ephemera and the figures and the books and all the other things to get rid of, but I've just been cataloging, saying, "What am I gonna sell these for?" Iridian two. Like one of it was like a twenty five dollar game. I was shocked. Iridian one, yeah. not worth shit. But I'm keeping Iridian one. <laughs> I have yeah. memories with that game. Well, I mean Iridian three D. Iridian three D. What a great naming convention. Oh man. Next up, it's just Square Nintendo. Okay, all right. Square, we know is they showed that Final Fantasy seven remake trailer. Finally, that, where uh, where did that come from? That was announced so long ago, and then it was, you know, episodic, and then it was gone, and then it was, you know... Well, they had it, they're they using, uh, what, CyberConnect 2 was developing it initially, which they make some, like, Naruto games, and then they changed the, their mind and made it first party, and then they changed their mind and changed the engine to be Unreal Engine 4, and now this is the first time we've seen it on that engine, so it looks pretty different if you actually, you know, look at it closely, look at it side by side. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder... It's, it seems like they're still going for episodic. What does that mean? I mean, I don't know if they actually use the word. They don't think they use the term episodic, but they it's going to be a separated release. That hasn't worked. Disc by disc, basically. Also, Ugh. yeah, it's never worked. And they have two properties that they've tried doing it with that they know it hasn't worked with. They do Life is Strange and they, do fr- they did freaking Hitman, but then they sold Hitman and the studio that made it, they just... They just gave it up. They're like, we're done with this. Be gone. And now let's do it with our own Final Fantasy series. Wasn't the Final Fantasy boy band game episodic or was the DLC episodic and they had to fix the original game essentially by releasing? Yeah, they put it out. They had a big fix. They had uh, a roadmap, you know, with three Uh. things of DLC, which they canceled two of them. It's like (laughs) they keep being like, okay, we've got this great idea, guys. We tried it before and it failed. But this time, this is the one. This has got to work. Trust us. So who knows? Maybe we'll get a first episode this year and That's then so the other two funny. episodes never come out. That reminds me of my my place of business. Hey, listen, I know you don't trust us. We treat you like shit. We pay you like shit. But listen, this time it's going to work. In another two years, imagine where you'll be. I'm like, that's what you said two years ago. And look where I'm at now. Yeah. So I don't have the wildest, you know, expectations or <laughs> fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> What's the Michael Scott bit where he's trying to quote that? You wouldn't know because you don't watch The Office, you son of a gun. I just know the George Bush one where it's fool, fool me twice, get fool me again. <laughs> fool me again. Yeah, that's good too. Other thing we know from Square Enix is Avengers will be yeah. there. Yeah, Crystal Dynamic game. Yep. Oh, I listen, I want the world from this game, but I, 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 told, I was just telling my buddy, uh, I, I'm expecting... Some shitty online game. Yep. Like, it's going to be Which awful. Which has already been, that's already been confirmed. It's basically, Wait, what? yeah, it's an online game. God damn it. It's like it, uh, Destiny, probably. 
the way they talk about it, like co-op multiplayer. If it's like Destiny and it's good, I'm all about that. But it's going to be like... Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but will it be good? DCU Online. No, yeah, it's not going to be like an MMO. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know about the MMO, you know? It won't be an MMO. It'll be, you know, you and three buddies doing an instance battle over and over again. Trying to get your sick your sick loot for Iron Man. Can you give me Borderlands but with the Avengers? Because I'd fuck with that. I just don't trust Crystal Dynamics to give you a diverse range of characters to play as. Like, what's the point of playing an Avengers game? You got to think about, like, what people want from that. Are they going to... It's not going to be tied into the movies. Spider-Man wasn't tied to the movies. So, like, what Avengers will there be? You're not going to play as Hulk. You're not going to play as Thor. You're going to be like, what, Hawkeye and Black Widow? Just all the dinky Avengers that nobody fucking likes? You're going to be Iron Man and War Machine and Iron Heart and... Iron Maiden. (laughs) Iron Maiden. Very different. Very different. Iron Spider. Just throw the word Iron in there. Iron Iron America. Iron Soldier. It's going to be the same character with jets, and that's going to be... Winter Irons. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I have, again, no, no hopes for this game. Well, yeah, they haven't shown anything, so it's completely unknown but wait there's more even though you knew that now get ready for this fucking game we're gonna ruin i mean i feel like what is it competing with in the superhero video game space is it marvel's ultimate alliance oh i hope that game is good i i need that game to be good man i'm sure it'll be fine for what it is i don't know if i'm interested in it because I've not been interested in those Diablo-like games before. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I could I could be swayed. That's a multiplayer kind of game. If I got two friends playing, they're like, dude, get it. We'll play together. And if we play it one time, that's a $60 purchase well spent, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> I am fickle, and I like to play games with my boys. Let's mash some buttons, drink some brewskis, make a night of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually for that. Yeah. So, the best for last... Maybe Tuesday morning, Nintendo Switch Direct. Let's go! (laughs) Fucking Nintendo. Okay, listen. We finally have to see Animal Crossing, right? Yeah. Finally! Yeah. I was just talking to Sarah about this last freaking night. She was like, I wonder, everyone talks about Animal Crossing. All my friends play Animal Crossing. I'm like, because it's the greatest fucking thing that's ever been invented, and I can't believe I waited 20 years to play it. Yeah, it's beautiful. (sighs) Actually, uh, I whipped out New Leaf last week and was uh, checking out my town, seeing what was going on. Hella weeds, huh? I didn't actually see any weeds. Whoa! I think they've been taking care of it for me. Ever since that uh, camper update, I I haven't played it since then. It's been like years. All my town folk were like, oh my God, you finally came back. (laughs) Mayor, where have you been? We elected a new a new stranger got off the bus last week and now he's the mayor. It's another clown. We got more clowns here. Oh, for the you. clowns! Yeah. Oh, the clown, dude. What was his name? I don't remember. I think it's like some French name, like Pierre. He's like a French <laughs> clown. So it's like, oh shitty. my god! If you could make it worse, that's the one way you make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, he could be. No, never mind. That's crossing a line. Uh, anyway, Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If it's just Animal Crossing. I'll probably be okay with that. <laughs> Again, we've talked about this. I just want these quality of life improvements. Just don't change anything about the game. Just make the menus better and make the grind a little better for those of us who, like, cater the game to two audiences. Make it a little bit easier to visit your friends' towns. That too. I, wanna, I, want, I want better integration. I want to actually, you know. I want some four-player mini games where you all go to the island together and hunt bugs. 
and you race and you each get little get little bell rewards based on how well you do. That'd be infuriating. Can you imagine just like, oh, we're trying to catch a shit ton of bugs, and next thing you know, I just run over and scare away your fucking beetle. Dude, that'd be such bullshit. Dude, or I hit you with the <laughs> net and you get you get or I prat fall you, you know, I throw the little the little exclamation point on the ground, you fall into a hole and you're Bullshit. like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> comes and yells at you, dude. Fucking animal crossing. There's so much potential there, but they they you talk about wrestling on their laurels. They've just like, how do we make this game kind of more frustrating and kind of easier in some ways and make the graphics better and just sell the same game for 20 years? And it's like, ah, the potential, man. Yeah, but feed it directly into my veins. You know what I'm saying? HD Animal Crossing. This is going to be Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival Designer. It's going to be just the greatest matchup or, or mashup in... Uh, Animal Crossing history. Can you imagine? The Amiibo Can you designer? imagine, though? That'd, That'd be, be super funny. Awful. So we're both stoked for Animal Crossing. Yeah, 100%. What if we don't get it? What if they're just like, I hope you look forward to hearing more about Animal Crossing in our next direct? I mean, it's possible. Oh, that'd be so shitty. It's June. It is June. Uh, we're getting Fire Emblem like it, for sure, right? It makes sense that it's this year. Yeah, that's like this month. Around that's the, the corner. Month. Wait, is it June, yeah. really? I think so. Maybe it's July. My, yeah, it's July. So my question though is, is I knew it was the summer, but Mario is it? Maker's this month. Okay. So are they going to show us more about that? Or are they just going to be like, hey, these things exist and you know they're coming. So look forward to this, but they're going to show us things that are further off. They showed us a lot in the last direct. I think they might show like one more final story trailer thing to be like, oh, we're excited. This is like some untold thing. But, you know, beyond that. I don't think it's going to be too much. Same with like Mario Maker. Like they might reveal, oh, check it out in like four months. You can play Super Mario Bros. 2 levels. You know, that kind of thing. I don't see uh, a huge sort of uh, emphasis on those two games because they're so close. But they yeah. have to talk about them because uh, E3 is huge marketing for them. Luigi's Mansion. I'm stoked for that game. I want to play some Louis guy. You know, up some ghosts. Still haven't really... Still haven't really uh, experienced much of that game. A little bit, but... I- I feel like, I don't think this is for me. That's totally fair. And then the only other like two Nintendo games that I have got written down here is uh, Town from Game yeah. Freak. It's that kind of quaint little RPG. Like I said last year, I'm not super stoked on it. Like it's not, it doesn't look very appealing visually. Yeah. And I haven't seen enough from gameplay to be like, oh yeah, that's a interesting new take on turn-based battle. Leaf is going to just be appalled, uh, Nick. Unacceptable. That's totally fine. That's fine. That's fine. Also, Astral Chain looks super tight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We talked about this uh, a few episodes ago. Everything from the, the design choices to the music to the gameplay, it all looks like something I want to play. Are we going to get the this weird Star Fox racing game that was rumored? I was going to say that, you know, Retro was working on a game for a long time before they put themselves on to making a Metroid Prime 4. Are we getting so, Metroid? Anything? Maybe. I mean, that was that's another possibility. It's like, do we get any announcements for ports or remakes at this direct? We have to get. Is that the kind ports. of focus that they they want to put on that? Yeah, but what kind of port? Because there's different iterations, there's different tiers of them. Yeah, you know, we get like the 360 ports from you know THQ Nordic that are games that came out 10 years ago, but nobody that owns a Nintendo console ever played them. So it's like a cool opportunity for them to focus on that. Or we get the ports of just old games or we get like remasters that's like a higher tier above that we get like any gamecube remasters you know sunshine hd baby i don't uh, I, just give me wind waker again 
Give me Wind Waker, dude. I just I just want Wind Waker again. Are we gonna see more Link's Awakening? Um when does that come out? Did that even have a date? It was just a year. Yeah. Just, just okay. a year. Okay. Same with Luigi's Mansion and Animal Crossing and Town. Shit. So God, I mean, if it's just a year, it can get pushed. Yeah. I don't think Link's Awakening will. That's like too small of a game and it looks so like the assets look so good that I don't know if we're gonna it'll look it'll look better when it actually comes out and it'll sound much better, hopefully. Yeah. But it's such a, a small sort of experience unless they actually make it, hey, here's Link's Awakening and also Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Well, I'm hoping if I'm being realistic. I want a lot of the old ports, like, give me Wind Waker again, right? I wish we would get a proper Ocarina remake. Like, I want to experience that game and see what, it, what it's really about, but it's really hard to do on the 64, and it's even harder on the 3DS for many reasons. I wouldn't mind just, like, give me a real ground-up rebuild of, of fucking Ocarina and, and convince me this game is what people remember it to be because there's no way I can experience that and appreciate that 20 some odd years later. You know, I can't. 20 years? Was that 99? 97. Ocarina was 98. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> that was close enough. Price is right rules. Yeah. Uh, you lost. Shit. <laughs> Both times. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just want virtual console. Whatever that looks like. Give me, give me GameCube. Give me some Super Nintendo. Like, just give me a Game Boy. Like you said, just some fucking Game Boy games. It's so easy. Service stuff then you think might make an appearance or you hope to have make an appearance at E3? I like hope. Say that E3 for Nintendo is 25 minutes. It's pretty long for them, but that seems pretty safe for a, a Nintendo E3. How much time do you want them talking about, oh, here's what's coming to the Nintendo Switch online service? with the little slide and it's like oh my god it's a boy holding a super nintendo controller that slides onto the side of the switch he's playing f-zero oh finally god you know it, 90 seconds 25 minutes that's like three games and yeah a, a slideshow reel i mean last year they spent like 10 minutes talking about patch notes basically for uh smash bros it's <laughs> the most like appalling minutiae are we we're not gonna get any smash bros right we're gonna wait for Smash DLC will probably be a character. They'll probably be a character revealed. I would imagine. You don't think they're gonna do just its own direct in in a couple of weeks or whatever? Mm, I don't know. Have they really done that before, where they do a direct closely after? I know they do ones that are like for smaller stuff before, like they did Mario Maker, they did Pokemon. That's not smaller stuff, but it's like stuff that deserves its own thing. But does like a Smash character reveal deserve its own direct? Maybe the character reveal will be there, but we won't get any information outside of it. Nintendo. Always yeah. disappoints with E3, and they do their own thing outside of that. Oh, yeah, we'll get we'll get like the equivalent of the Joker reveal from Game Awards. Yeah, which is pretty strange to think that it's been six months and we've only had one character announced out of the five that are supposed to come out before February of next year. Holy shit! Maybe we'll get two at a time. It's gonna have to be. <laughs> yeah, well, like, or we're just gonna go in every month for the rest of the fucking year. That'd be cool. So we're going to get Gino and Banjo-Kazooie announced this uh, E3? Yeah, pipe dream, dude. It's never going to happen. <laughs> hey, man, set your standards high. Shoot for the stars. You'll... Oh, man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shoot for the stars! Is that the saying? What's the What's the, the Toy Story quote? Reach for the stars. Reach for the stars. I shoot for the stars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a snake in my boot. Someone poised the watering hole. <laughs> uh, Toy Story 4 so, looks like an abomination, I gotta say. Yes. <laughs> Two things I wrote down were unannounced sequel 
unannounced new IP. Mm. So sequel territory. I was thinking, you know, Donkey Kong, Pikmin, Paper Mario. Ah, no, fuck Paper. If they don't even don't even get me going. Don't get my hopes up. Don't stream me along just to break my heart again. I mean, if it would be a new Paper Mario, it would just be like what they've done the last few Paper Marios. But I'm just saying that it's it's a possibility that new sequels can be announced at an E3, especially with how fucking stacked that February direct was this year. Was it February or March? That direct was amazing with announcements. It's hort. Oh, toit. Again, E3 is one of those things where I don't really have expectations. I don't really have any excitement. It's just, I know when I get there, I want something crazy to happen. I want to like hop in the group chat and be like, holy fuck, did you see that? But I don't anticipate that. I don't, you know, I'm just like, all right, E3 is here. I do got to say people for years have been lambasting the, the, the E3s and the the PAXs of the world. These these trade shows don't matter. It's all just, it's in this day and age. Well, guess what? It does matter because it's a place for everyone to congregate. It's an event. All eyes are on it. Now they're opening up to the public uh, and and making it more of a sort of convention and not just about, you know, look at look at this exciting stuff. So I, I still think E3 has a fucking place in the industry and it's not going anywhere. Because, like I said, all eyes are on it. We're all sitting here talking about what's going to happen. What are they going to announce? Because, yeah, they don't need E3 to announce shit. It's the current year. They don't need it. But they do it because it is an event. So... You get to call Moriarty's the world, whatever, fucking douchebags who just want to lambast it and say it's, what the fuck's the point? I don't care. Good for you. A lot of people do. It's fun. It's something for us to all talk about and look to. And, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a world that's always kicking us down, Nick, in a post-Gamergate world, okay, we need this. We need some hope. It's what rebellions need, you know, rise up, gamers. Uh, yeah no if anything i think the only real good criticism about e3 is just the the state that the esa is in in general but that's been the case for as long as it's been around just a weird lobbying group that runs it and they're incompetent in doing that and they are so close-minded into thinking that they won't let anyone else run it for them so even though the people behind pax have offered to like run e3 for them and make it a better consumer-facing show. They're like, nah, we'll do it. We'll just do it badly. So, I think that's a that's a fair thing. But as far as like it being relevant to consumers, it's super relevant. Like, I think that the the competition breeds creativity, and it makes the, for the best product on our end. So it's nice to see what Microsoft has in relation to what Nintendo has, and see maybe those two companies team up. Are we going to see anything Microsoft-related on Nintendo's Direct? Are we going to see anything Nintendo-related? on Microsoft's presentation, like it's happened. We've seen the Nintendo switch logo during a Minecraft presentation at Microsoft. We now have cuphead on switch. Like these things are possible. Um, but it's still just really interesting to have this all sort of congregate into a week and it has history and it's exciting and still entertaining. So yeah, it's still a fun thing. Let, let Jeff Keighley run E3. Okay. He does do a lot of E3 stuff. Like judges week is all him. Um, he does the, the YouTube presentation, the YouTube live stuff from E3, even though that's like weird now because YouTube is closing their YouTube gaming, whatever that was. Like, I don't even know. It's just a name. Like there's still gonna be game stuff on YouTube and they're still streaming. So like what? I don't know. 
That was a big Google. fail attempt at trying to compete with uh, Twitch. Yeah, Google's a weird company. Also, I think that there's a possibility they're trying not to compete with themselves with Stadia and like keep the marketing and branding concise. That might be have something to do with it. But yeah, that's E3. And that is a fucking like week away, dude. So how are we going to do the post E3 coverage? Because it goes through the whole week. So it's going to be two weeks before we wrap around back on E3. Or we could record Tuesday morning after Nintendo if you're home. Tuesday morning probably wouldn't fly. But we could do a Tuesday night and either release late on you know wednesday or whatever we'll yeah, feel it out like wednesday or thursday you know we'll feel it out well we'll see what happens all right yeah i'm just gonna be i know i'm gonna be up for a while because uh nintendo's show doesn't start till nine so i won't be asleep till like 10 just gotta figure it out see if i can be up we'll make it happen um i gotta say you know we've been a little inconsistent if it's Partly, you know, both of our schedules are all over the place and it's just, it gets harder to sync up. And our goal is to do, make sure we're consistent every week. We haven't missed more than, than a, a week, right? In between pods. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since our last podcast. Two weeks. We missed two weeks. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, we'll try not to go any longer than that. We're going to try to keep up with things, but, you know, gets a little crazy sometimes. So we will see. But Consequence Crusade, you know where to find us. I gave you the spiel. If you're listening this far, you know. You know where we're at. Hit us up. Hit our line. Send us an email, an angry email. Leaf, I'm looking at give, you. Give us your predictions and we'll laugh about them when we record our next podcast. See uh, who, who is the most prescient amongst us. Among? Amongst? Fuck you. Whatever. I said it wrong. Mother, I don't care. Mother 3 at E3 2019. As, as soon as Reggie leaves... We're getting it. He was the only person holding it back. <laughs> All right, Constant Crusade. Party. Party.